the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with uh, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm in my own secret underground bunker this week again because of coronavirus. And I see from the Zoom that Don is in an aircraft hangar someplace, southern, somewhere in Southern California. And I don't know about you, Don, but are, I, I'm sure enjoying my free home trial of Green New Deal. <laughs> I am too, because actually you're going to probably hear a little banging and sawing in the background because I thought that it was refurbish in place, not shelter in place. So I'm actually taking advantage of this period to actually keep trying to do my part to keep the economy going. I've got four contractors here doing work on the house. So you may hear them throughout the uh, throughout our show. But I thought you had a great idea of bringing in someone who's been on our program before, Mark Morano of the Climate Depot. He's written a book called The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change, and he has a movie coming out. We'll hear more about that that was actually supposed to debut uh, today, as a matter of fact, or this week, and has been postponed to October. We'll hear more about that. But his special report caught your attention. So, Greg, why don't you tell us, tell our listeners a little bit more about Mark and draw him into the conversation? Sure. Um, Mark is one of my has long been one of my political political heroes and one of the uh, as former Czech president Havel said, the greatest threat to human prosperity and freedom is global warming slash climate change. And Mark has a great piece up on his uh, website, and that is called uh already called up and the website by the way is called the climate depot the climate depot i my mind is increasingly becoming a steel sieve and the and the holes are becoming larger but i caught this piece and it was it was how the global warmers seeing the amazing reaction and how subservient people have become to the coronavirus crisis and government edicts to stay home don't drive don't fly that they're drooling at the prospect of continuing these policies to affect and save the planet from climate change. So we reached out, and Mark was so kind to, and was able to join us, uh, join us today. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Um, I've been dealing with this. I'm a special report out of Climate Depot. Everything the environmental left has wanted for years, decades, including the United Nations, including uh, AOC, including Al Gore, has happened virtually overnight with these lockdowns in response to the coronavirus. They hated airline travel, promoted flight shaming. Guess what? Now, airline industry wiped out. They hated economic growth. Guess what? We're now facing massive recession, emissions down, massive unemployment. They called for lower emissions through planned recessions, degrowth policies. They've achieved that overnight. They hated people eating out at restaurants. Restaurant industries crippled. They hated they hated people fueling gas-fueled cars. They wanted us to have a roving fleet of electric cars. Now you can't you drive cars, the demand for gasoline's way down. We have negative oil prices. They wanted meat eating stopped. Now meat packing plants closed. Demand for meat's down. It goes on and on. They wanted kids to skip school to achieve all of these climate goals. And now guess what? Kids are skipping school. Kids schools canceled everywhere. So it's a fascinating essay. And we actually have activists out there today saying that if we kept the lockdown for another 10 years to 2030, we could actually meet our U.N. Paris climate agreement. So just 10 more years of lockdown and we can meet the U.N. climate requirements. You mean I don't have to take a shower for 10 years? 
<laughs> well, yeah, remember Al Gore, his live Earth concerts was urging people to to bathe together, to bike to work. Of course, I don't know that Al Gore was involved in, uh, you know, biking to work in his uh, private jets or anything else or one of all his residences or, uh, you know, and, and it's just that is a whole other a whole other issue of the hypocrisy of this. But basically. There are, and I collected all the names, and includes multiple UN officials. All these people looking at the bright side, the silver lining uh, of the coronavirus lockdowns. They are loving it because it shows government can shut down the society for the climate emergency. In their view, that's why they're excited about it. Look, well, climate. Let me ask you real quickly: If this is something that you, do you think that this? There's a lot of folks out there that are uh, conspiracy theorists that would say that this whole thing has been orchestrated to do this. Is there anything in your research that suggests even remotely that this was orchestrated in order to cause this? Or are they simply taking advantage of this disaster that leaked out of a China virus lab? Yeah, I think what happened, if you go back, even people like Bill Gates warning, and I love people who are all impressed, Bill Gates warned of this and. Tr- People have been warning of a virus pandemic since at least 1918, probably since the bubonic plague of the Middle Ages. There's nothing. It's kind of like warning of tornadoes in Tornado Alley. Okay, it's not or warning of hurricanes in Florida or the Gulf Coast. These things happen. Now, the case of viruses, they happen at least every few decades. You know, we had a big outbreak in the late 50s. We had the 1918 pandemic. We had the SARS uh, swine flu not that long ago. So it's just a question of varying degree. Obviously, the Spanish flu was one of the worst the last 100 years, or probably the worst the last 100 years. So I don't think there's any planning, but it's absolutely never let a crisis. They are in place. And what I mean by they, the public health infrastructure, very similar to the climate establishment in the sense that there are no conservatives, libertarians in that field. They've been drummed out. Just as, just as you could argue that there's none in the you know, public school teaching, the National Education Association. No, no one without the mindset of the bureaucrat and controlling need apply. So you have a public health bureaucracy waiting to spread fear through ridiculous models showing millions dead unless we listen to these esteemed public. These aren't necessarily doctors. They're public health bureaucrats. And they played Donald Trump. They rolled him, played him, and he, and he fell for it, and he destroyed his greatest legacy, which was the economy. And they played him by scaring the hell out of him with this 2.2 million dead, which was and, – and you can look, you can go back. You can look at – there's a lot of experts, uh, people from Stanford and others, warning this was nonsense early on. This kind of a response was nonsense. Not that the virus wasn't real, wasn't deadly, wasn't to be concerned. It's in a pandemic phase. It's like having a double flu season added on. You're going to have a lot of excess deaths. But it is not the uh, the uh, 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 coronapocalypse, whatever the word they try to say, corona apocalypse that they predicted. And they used it to get the lockdown. So, no, it's not pre-planned in the sense, but it's what is pre-planned is the reaction. They waited to pounce. They don't want a crisis to go to waste. Same way they do in climate. If there's a hurricane or tornado, they immediately come out and say, you know, we have Chuck Schumer after the last uh, hurricane. Everyone knows hurricanes wouldn't be this bad if we had done more on climate. If only we had passed that carbon tax 20 years ago, New Orleans wouldn't have been hit with that hurricane. This is the way they think. And it's the same way now with lockdowns. There is no evidence showing lockdowns reduce infection rate. There's no science on this. In fact, states that have lockdowns that don't have lockdowns, no difference. Same thing Sweden is doing actually very well, especially when you consider they're not going to have the recession caused, you know, cancer spike, right. uh, you know, the, because people aren't going to the hospital. The the, uh, the suicide rate increase that always accompanies these massive economic downturns and all the other health issues, stress, heart disease. So they are coming uh, the health bureaucracy now is going to be full, all powerful, and they're already talking about round two, round three of further government lockdowns as the public health officials deem necessary. But they've never been able to achieve the level of public fear and compliance with dire threats, of, no matter how dire their threats of climate change are. They have never been able to get this level of public reaction and compliance with the edicts of their government and their and their, and their rulers that they've been able to achieve with a threat of disease so whether they can duplicate that now with climate change i think that certainly they want to 
But whether they can or not is going to be a big question. Yeah, in fact, I think they're jealous. Climate activists are literally jealous. And I, you go to Climate Depot, my headline is a special report. And right. the headline is fantastic for the climate, quote, activists see climate lockdowns as dress rehearsal. They are jealous for one simple reason. They wanted all this in the name of their pet cause climate. So what, what's immediately going to happen is the jealousy is going to turn into opportunism. And what they're going to do, and I actually have a whole section in the report on people like John Kerry, UN officials, they're already tying global warming and climate change. Unless we do something, there's going to be more viruses. So they're going to piggyback on the virus scare because virus scares are the ultimate in terms of controlling people. George Orwell did not conceive of the virus scare, even though 1984 literally is a template for what government is doing to us today, including the drones that are monitoring. I saw one today where they're actually testing drones that can monitor city streets and whether people are six feet apart or not. So this is an amazing thing to watch. Climate is going to morph into a subset now of basically saying, if you want to stop future viruses, we need to deal with global warming. And, and I write all the quotes and, and uh, already reaction to support that on my website report. You did. And your website, once again, climatedepot.com, a special report Mark Morano has put together. Fantastic for the climate. Activists see coronavirus lockdowns as dress rehearsal for climate emergency. His special report. You made a comment in your opening statement that really echoes out here in California because it is within these counties are these public health departments. And everybody is deferring all of a sudden to uh, a department that I don't think the average citizen even knew existed, exactly. let alone had so much power. But but you literally have elected officials that are cowering in the shadow of these public health departments. These public health departments are issuing edicts. And, you know, if if not for. You know, the organized grassroots effort we have out here, we would have never been able to claw back a church service with proper social distancing, let alone anything else. We've been able to get church services back out of them. But the uh, all, all of these executive offices are, are literally in the shadow of these departments that we never even knew existed. And yet here they are running our counties. Yeah, I mean, President Eisenhower literally warned about this in 19 his inaugural farewell address is about essentially warning the people that we have to be careful that essentially a technocratic state ruled by experts does not run ramshod over the public. And what's happened is you're saying it great. Nameless, faceless bureaucrats we never heard of are suddenly empowered with all these decisions. We had Larry Kudlow, the chief economic advisor to Donald Trump, say on, I think it was CNBC last maybe two weeks ago now, we don't know when the economy is going to be open. That's up to the medical experts. I mean, he literally ceded the, the control of the constitutional, our right to worship assembly to leave our homes to to uh, to do just about anything that a, that a free person and could do in a society is now up to the medical experts according to Donald Trump's lead advisor I actually you know I and I I tweeted that out and said watch in horror as Trump's economic advisor says this this is wrong this is Donald Trump's greatest blunder as president he's now trying to recognize that and, and come back and but he's got to stop these daily briefings he's got to stop putting these public health officials including the Surgeon General on TV, all they're doing is, and I'm going to curse here if you don't mind, the narrative of scaring the public every day to keep this kind of control. And then you have the whole secondary thing. And again, the climate people could never even envision this. Bill Gates is now coming out. And keep in mind, Bill Gates has funded Fauci. Fauci is very tied in with the Gates Foundation. And they're now saying that we can't go back to work a lot of these public health advocates until we have a certificate from a vaccine that's probably going to be supported and funded by Bill Gates and that you're going to need this in test results. You're going to need a test and a vaccine before you're able to be like a legitimate member of society. That's what we're facing here. And that's not a conspiracy. That's not frightening. I just put you know, Bill Gates basically came out today and said the exact same thing. It's in the news. So it's frightening stuff. The climate people are lusting after this kind of attention and power that the virus scare is generating. Let's take a pause just, here to hear yep. from our sponsor for this half of United IE Radio. Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, assuming you still have any real estate. Back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, the sequestered private citizen. We're talking to Mark Morano. He is the operator of the website ClimateDepot.com. He has a special report uh, where he is raising attention, and I would encourage everybody to go read this report about how the virus has turned into the <laughs> I almost said a bad word, but the dream of climate activists are getting all of the of the items checked off their wish list. Uh, he has a live stream coming up where he's going to be talking about this very thing on April 30th, 2020, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, 5 p.m. Pacific. Go to the website, climatedepot.com. Uh, you can get all the information. You can read a special report. You can calendar this live stream. Very important. He has a book that is out and a movie coming up that the uh, shelter-in-place order uh, has forestalled that will be coming out in October. Um, Mark, in, your, in, in our prior conversation, again, I think this is such an important point to reiterate. These nameless, faceless bureaucrats in these health departments that have been through our universities have probably muddy, muddled their brains, given them a, a proper dosage of Marxist, socialist, and communist uh, belief systems. If not, they're very close to it. But they have been given authoritarian control over America, and this is where we're at. Now, this doesn't minimize, and I'm sure you would agree, any of the of the impact that we need to be cognizant of into the health and welfare and lives of people around the world. But what we're learning now is that the impact of this coronavirus, of the COVID-19 virus, is looking like it's no more impactful than an average flu season when you take into account the number of people that have actually gotten it because there was not proper testing before. As they're doing these randomized tests to see who has antibodies, we're beginning to see death rates that are just similar to every other viral uh, infection that has swept the planet. But the response has been totally different. How did they orchestrate this? Well, yeah, even Fauci himself in a medical journal in late March actually said that death rate is probably akin to this season, a bad flu season. And it, it's, it's roughly a little about about one in 300 death rate of people who get it with an average death rate of well over 70. And again, the flu is very efficient. People come out with all this stuff. And I, I've been doing all kinds of you know, d- debates and back and forth on this, but they'll be like, oh, healthy father of three dropped, you know, got sick and died from the coronavirus. This is not your flu. So I just did simple searches. You know, bodybuilder dies of flu, teenagers dies of flu, children dying of flu, record number. And just the last couple years of death rates that are massive. Today, there's actually, what's amazing about the coronavirus is it seems to spare young people. Thankfully, you don't have a lot, of, you know, very few children are right. dying. It's almost statistically not even a factor for anyone under 18 to get this, have even show symptoms, let alone serious symptoms, let alone death. Now, you can always find your outlier case, and the media does that and has a lot of fun with it. But what I mean by fun with it, they have their idea of fun sure. is hyping and scaring and just drivel and you know keeping everyone alarmed. But essentially, this this 
again, I follow Alex Berenson, former New York Times reporter, who's done unbelievable work on this, just on the stats of this. And then there's other st- people pointing out the studies, the empirical study. There is no are no studies of lockdown versus not lockdown. In other words, if we were treated like normal, intelligent, free citizens and told to socially distance and and wash your hands and do common sense things you would you would do during a bad cold and flu season, I don't think there'd be much difference here. The problem is, is, is that you don't lock down the whole country because of a few hot spots. And that's the problem we're facing. This is right. nuts. It's crazy. My favorite is uh, the Washington Post, Dana Milbank. Who's upset that Georgia is talking about reopening? He said this is the death destination. So I'm now on Twitter and I'm like cheering on. Bring on the death destinations. Let's vacation there. This is what the Washington Post calls death destination is freedom, essentially, according to the media. You know, that's what the media. That's how we got to push back. Let's use their terms. Uh, and they're now coming back saying, "Oh, this could be worse. There could be a second wave. There could be." anything okay that's right. always why would you take a family vacation in the summer if your car could cross the center line and you could have a head-on collision and you die that's taking you know if it saves one life no vacations this year because people are going to die on the highway why not have a speed limit why have a speed limit higher than 25 if, if we, all we care about is saving one life? We should have a speed limit 25 miles an hour. The fact that we don't shows that we know there's a certain cost of freedom. Uh, and that's what Thomas Jefferson's famous quote, I would pick dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery any day. Because right now we are under house arrest by all these governors. And the other hallmark of totalitarian governments is turning citizen against citizen in the form of snitch. We see it with the LA mayor. We see it with New York City mayor. We see it in Michigan where the governor wants to punish the citizens because of the protest, just because they protested. She wants to you know, turn the screws and put the lockdowns longer. This is a sick situation that's exposed a lot of these governors as petty despots. And I go back to Donald Trump. He seeded the narrative. This is Trump's greatest failing. He p***ed away. I hope you don't have to delete that word. His greatest asset was the economy. Lowest black unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, lowest unemployment, booming economic growth, booming businesses, booming real estate, all p***ed away because of faulty models. And he got scared because his advisors convinced him that every night on the nightly news there was going to be death and they were going to blame Donald Trump. He failed America at a key moment, and I hope Donald Trump can recover. I'm sorry to keep bashing Trump, but he is the number. I can't watch his briefings when he's out there saying that his actions have saved 2.2. He's still giving credit to the discredited models of 2.2 million people dying. So anyway, go ahead. Briefly, in in defense of Donald Trump, when when your chief medical advisors come in and say, Mr. President, if you don't do this, 2.2 million Americans are going to die, that would take quite a bit going out on a political limb to say, yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. And okay, hold on, hold on. But then to push back on what you said there, you know, the CDC went through this. I don't know if you guys know, but the vaping deaths, so, oh, the vaping right. lung ailments. This was last fall. We knew almost immediately that those were illegal black market marijuana vapes that were sold off the street. No, no, they had nothing to do with regular nicotine vaping or the vaping industry or vaping shops. Zero. The FDA from Trump's political appointees recognized it and announced it. The CDC, Anthony Fauci's organization, continued to say no one should be vaping, which led all these vapors to be scared and go back to regular cigarettes. The CDC was promoting vaping. I'm sorry, promoting smoking. Tobacco smoking, the states that are the severest on lockdowns, people, places like New York, Michigan, Massachusetts, they're the ones that banned vaping, which is widely considered much safer than smoking because of the CDC doing this. CDC was had a war on this kind of stuff, even though it was harm reduction from regular smoking. We knew there were congressional hearings. Donald Trump was involved in this. He had to have some inkling that the CDC was screwing and juicing the numbers. So I understand your point that that was scary and history of falsifying the AIDS pandemic. Remember 1980s AIDS, the heterosexual spread? There were books, people like Michael Fomento, debunking the whole concept, Anthony Fauci, CDC, the myth of heterosexual AIDS. Guess what? CDC, Michael Fomento was right. But there's a long history. People should have known the CDC was full of of caca long ago. Sorry. (laughs) We would love to continue this conversation. You are a great warrior (laughs) for freedom, but we are up against a a hard break. I'm really upset about this. (laughs) We will 
We'll have to have you back um, because this is not going to end here. Mark, we appreciate your time, your work, your body of work. Go check out on April 30th the uh, event that Mark is going to be putting on. It's a live uh, live stream with Mark, several other people called The Future on April 30th. Go to climatedepot.com to get more information back after these messages. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And as we see our rights being limited and infringed upon all over the country by uh, governors and mayors and unelected bureaucrats who are flush with the, the amount of power that they have because the, the public is coward. It cowered into they're afraid of this deadly disease. And there's almost something genetically in, in, in embedded in human beings to be afraid of disease. And rightly so, because pandemics of all sorts over time have sometimes claimed millions and tens of millions of, of lives. And so there, 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 can, there can be reason to fear disease. But we see that when we talked to Mark Morano of ClimateDepot.com in our, pre, in our first half hour about the parallels and how the global warming crowd is drooling with envy over what's the over how they've been able to cower the people into submission with the fear of coronavirus, and they want to do the same thing with uh, with climate change. Listen, well, there's some more parallels with between climate change and and coronavirus. Is the court experts unquote? came forward with models showing dire predictions of what was going to happen with coronavirus. There was an unpublished study from a model out of UK that predicted 2.2 million Americans were going to die from coronavirus if we didn't take draconian action. And right. Donald Trump said that was rightfully okay. Well, did not want to be the president responsible for killing 2.2 million Americans. But we've seen, what we've seen, however, is these models have been repeatedly wrong and way wrong, even in things like how many hospital beds are going to be needed next week in New York City. They've been way, way wrong every step of the way. Fauci, you know, the, the, the media darling, has been repeatedly wrong, all the way from in January saying it's not a threat, in February 17th saying the risk of coronavirus is minuscule, as Mark mentioned, that at the end of at the end of February, writing in a in a medical journal that it appears to be a, like a like a bad flu, and March and February 29th saying there's no need to for Americans to change their lifestyles and so on. Just as the global warming models have been repeatedly wrong in their predictions, but yet they come forward with these dire predictions to try to get, so when the politician, the, the lesson is, when the politicians and their quote experts come forward with their models, 
predicting dire consequences unless we surrender our freedom, our prosperity, and our right to govern ourselves to them. We, the private citizens, should be very, very skeptical. And also like coronavirus, like global warming, where they've altered the data to try to make their case, the same thing is happening now with coronavirus as they are padding the coronavirus deaths. By official CDC policy, hospitals are to count deaths as coronavirus caused if the person dies with not necessarily because of coronavirus or where coronavirus is suspected. So you see this, that for example, the number of pneumonia deaths in the recent weeks has been has fallen off the cliff and is running way under what you would normally expect. Why is that? Because they're reclassifying deaths as coronavirus deaths, which and on top of the CDC policy, hospitals make more money. If they if they classify it as coronavirus as opposed to something else, so you see the same thing. They're altering the data, both with global warming and with coronavirus, to try to get make the public scared and give up their freedom, give up their prosperity, and give up the right to govern themselves. You know, there's even a parallel uh, issue, um, interestingly enough, because when you talk about um, the schools, for instance, being out until the fall. I, I didn't realize this, but in a situation like this, guess what? <laughs> schools get full federal funding in a situation like this. Now, if they had returned, if they had reopened schools in April uh, and half of the students showed up, they would only get half their money. But given the fact that, um, you know, the 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 reality is that these students would not have shown up, they would have lost half their money by shutting down schools until next year. Every school district gets their full federal funding. It's really it's really unfortunate, but kind of to your point. Yeah, if there's any if there's any one good thing that may come out of the situation is that more parents are will will start homeschooling their children now because they've had to do it. They may oh I can do this. This is and it may even be a enjoyable situation, an enjoyable experience, bonding with, with with your child and having more guy and having more influence over your children. And they see oh yeah I can do that. And as we come out of this, I think there's maybe a lot of employers and employees going to say, well, you know, I really can, if not full work full time from home, I can work at least part time from home. And if you are more, if you're home more, you are better able to handle uh, handle the home, the homeschooling your children. So that could be the one good thing that comes out of this. Well, exactly. And this gets to something that we have that I've been collecting articles on called the new normal, a a theme emerging from this entire situation where the new normal is going to include uh, essentially a ratcheted down uh, family unit in terms of their uh, the money they spend in terms of their activity. You know, as anxious as certain people are, including our president, to return to reopen the economy, the reopened economy is going to look entirely different from what we have been used to. Uh, In fact, I was kind of thinking to myself how, you know, back in 2007 and 2006 and seven, I'm not going to say I was a genius for seeing something getting ready to unfold. But the mere common sense of a home in Corona that had gone from a half a million to a million dollars because you had these ninja loans, which basically were no income, no job. That's what ninja was standing for. It was an acronym. You had a home that was that that had moved up in price to a million dollars and people were paying at a one percent pay rate. Remember those loans that were negative amortization? You had a one percent pay rate. So it didn't matter what your job was, didn't matter what your income was, you got uh, you got a loan. You basically fogged a mirror, you got a loan. 
I, it was pretty obvious to see that that was not sustainable, that at some point it was going to end, and it did. Now, fast forward to 2019-20, stock market is banging on record highs, the economy, full of employment. Uh, what, is the, what is the pin that's going to prick this balloon? And economies always reset, either through a mild recession or, in this case, unfortunately, through what I think is going to be a deep depression. The reality of it is this was going to end in some way, shape, or form, and here it's ending this way. Now, out of this, what is life going to look like? And I think to your point about homeschooling, parents are going to find out uh, and and we'd been doing our job in alerting them about what was getting ready, you know, what kids were learning in school about sex ed and so on and so forth, you know, all the way back to, you know, the brand new method of of teaching was introduced about five, you know, four or five years ago, and we were talking about it then. So the idea that parents are going to all of a sudden figure out we can we can organize our life differently and the process of organizing their life differently greg is going to include spending a lot less money i think well you know we'll see uh people as as the this as this situation recedes into into the past and we'll see how quickly that happens um, I don't whether think... this this is a multi-year depression or whether things get lifted a couple months and there's with all, particularly with all the, mo- the government money that's being poured into the economy, whether things come back uh, more quickly. But pe- human nature is what it is. It's just like the volcano that goes erupts, devastates an area, and within not too long, people are living back in that same area. Again, so I don't know that there's going to be a big change in human nature and wanting to and wanting more and wanting to uh, consume more. But I but in terms of or wanting a better life, but in terms of, of having a better life, the uh, the prospect, if you don't if you're now, let's say, taking an average half hour commute each way to work. And actually, that's the average in Southern California. And you can avoid that two, three, four or even five days a week. And still, and still get your work done. I think there's a lot of people that say, "Yeah, I can, I can make better use of my time, as well as save the cost of of, of driving uh, by by working from home." So, to the extent that people can come out of this and see, "Yes, I can have a better life by not commuting into work five days a week," I think I think people will be happy to take that. Will they long term? Give up consumption and give and have and going out to restaurants and so on. I'm more skeptical of that. There'll be a period in which people are still afraid of the virus and want to. So if you if you lifted all restrictions today, government lifts every restriction today. You know I don't know that the restaurants would be assuming they even have the financial resources to reopen this weekend. I don't know that they would be crowded this weekend. Oh, they wouldn't be crowded, and I don't think they'd be crowded for a month, and I don't think they'd be crowded for another two or three months. I think that we've got we've got to we've got to recognize that. Uh, look, habits are formed. There's an old adage that if you can do something for three weeks, it's a new habit. Well, we're doing something for three weeks. It's called stay at home. Um, are people going to go back to going to vacations and the occasional? Yes, but. There was a velocity of activity that I don't believe is going to be able to be replicated for maybe five or ten years. Now, I just want to bring in one other element. We probably need to take a break, and that is the impact that this economic coma, this self-induced coma that's been placed on our country, on our states, and really on countries across the world. There is going to be a devastating impact to the financial uh, well-being of municipalities all across California and this country. You're going to see cities filing for bankruptcy in order to file for protection from their pension liabilities. Revenues are are going to go down if if they do, if we do not restore uh, the level of of activity. You're never you're not going to see a budget surplus in California for probably a dozen years. There is so much that's getting ready to unfold um, that I, I, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a, the best student I can be 
of what I call the new normal because I think things are going to be very different coming out of this. Dan's giving us the uh, signal that we need to take a break here, and we certainly do, uh, to recognize uh, All-Star Collision. Why should take your car when you have an accident? Because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office in a constitutional republic, that of a sequestered private citizen. Greg, I don't know. The evidence is starting to mount that uh, the experts may have led the world, if not America, if not the state, if not the counties of the state, down a very perilous path. A lot of people are waking up. You know, you're seeing these rallies that are going on um, across the country, this this uh, back to work, reopen the economy, open America, make America open for business again rallies. There was one rally uh, that I want to mention briefly before we get to Earth Day, uh, which is the 50th anniversary and something that you have some thoughts about. There was a rally in Denver, Colorado that made national headlines, a uh, reopen the country rally. And blocking the streets were two individuals described as medical professionals in their scrubs and a face mask, two of them, only two. That's all the photographs that there were. And, of course, there were sound bites of people leaning out the window, yelling at them, get out of the way. If you like communism, go to China. And this was, this was, this, these pictures were uh, shared around the country on every major network website. Did they bother to find out if these people do it a little bit of investigative journalism to find out if these people really were? medical professionals to find out if these people really were who they who they were no no one asked any questions they just posted the pictures because it proved a point it it supported their narrative my question is who were those people who is it greg that that is prone to standing in freeways and roads and blocking traffic which which group of individuals are they which side of the political aisle do they usually hail from? Have you ever, have you ever, in the many rallies that you've done in Redlands, have you ever stepped out into the street and blocked traffic? Nope. Have, do you know any conservative or a Republican that's ever stepped out into the street and blocked traffic? Nope. And I'm not sure I know, I don't know any, any doctors. That would do that. Exactly right. This I you think, might think was a reporter. A... You might think a reporter would go up to these people and say, "Yeah, I got your picture here." And they normally, like I have been in rallies and reporters have attended. They take pictures of things and they always at least want to get a name. Who is this right. person? Who is that person? Well, BuzzFeed didn't bother to put the journalist that grabbed that picture and took the video uh, to the same standard because they just printed the article without any reference to who these people were, where they worked, were they legitimate healthcare workers, um, or, you know, as in someone who is a nurse who was dealing directly with potentially infected individuals. Uh, just an interesting thought. I just, you know, this has been bothering me in the back of my mind. It was an opportunity to bring it up, and it kind of dovetails into what you're you're talking about, which is the anniversary of Earth Day, because that was a protest uh, in the streets of Denver. Earth Day really started out as a kind of a protest, didn't it? Well, it did, it did. and uh, what caught my this was this past Wednesday was the fiftieth anniversary of. Earth Day. And one of the things that caught my attention was a, a, a tweet from Michael Collins. You may remember him. He was one of the Apollo 11 
astronauts. He was the, he stayed in the command module orbiting the moon. Well, Aldrin and and Armstrong <laughs> went down to the uh, to the uh, to the surface. Mm-hmm. So he tweets out, "Moon Day was July 20, 1969, but Earth Day should be every day." The Earth gives and we take 365 days a year. The least we can do is set aside one day and say, thank you, Earth, for being so forgiving, for healing or trying to heal the multitude of injuries we inflict upon you daily. Oh, good Lord. And for an astronaut, I mean, these these guys were trained to be rational observers and to then deal with what they've observed in a rational manner. That's what they, that they were trained for that. And to see this, to see buying into this earth as an organism, earth as a living creature, earth, as, this kind of earth worship cult. And a lot of the other tweets from earth day had the same kind of quasi religious nature towards the earth, that the earth has become the new green golden calf to worship. Now, sure, there's real, there's real environmental issues, and great progress has been made in the last 50 years for this, but not primarily thank, to, thanks to this kind of attitude. It's looked at there's real pollution, and real things have been done to, uh, to, to reduce that. It's also fun to go back and look at some of the predictions from the original Earth Day and oh, see how they fared out. You have like some, you have some civilization will civilization will end within fifteen or thirty years unless immediate action is taken. Well, well, that's, and that was that's, back in nineteen seventy-ish, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds that, that, that's that, that's not that sounds familiar. That uh, there's not going to be any oil within twenty-five years, or Senator Gaylord Nelson. Uh, within twenty-five years, somewhere between seventy-five and eighty percent of all species of living animals are going to be extinct. The mass starvation, mass famines, and so on, and so on, and so on. Uh, Here's here's, here's another one. Paul Ehrlich, who was popular at the time, said that by 1980, uh, between 80 and 89, 4 billion people, including 65 million Americans, are going to perish in the, quote, great die-off, unquote. So again, when when the, quote, experts, unquote, come to you with, here's our dire predictions. Unless you surrender your freedom, your right to govern yourself, and your prosperity to us, be skeptical. Be very, very skeptical. I think anytime money is on the line, massive amounts of money, um, I think you need to be skeptical. Um, You know, it is amazing to me that there are individuals like you just referenced, this astronaut, incredible body of knowledge. I mean, what you had to know in order to pilot that cap, ride that rocket and pilot that capsule to the moon and back, that's a massive amount of knowledge. You're talking about an average human being, either in the physical sense or in the mental sense. You're talking about somebody that functions way above. But Sometimes intelligence is no substitute for common sense. Sometimes common sense is in the, you know, in the hands. Remember, there, there's all of these uh, interesting fables and stories about people who are, um, you know, have some of the, the, the lower rung occupations, if you will, who have an incredible amount of common sense just based on their life observations who would never fall for any of this uh, stuff. Certainly, the idea of, you know, an astronaut who has this perspective on on space, the one thing missing in your description of this individual is, now I'm not saying it, it, I'm just saying in your description, is God. I mean, if you, 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 I don't know how people who have a, what I would hope would be a greater appreciation of nature and can't acknowledge that the there's, there's a, a randomness that has to happen. That's completely inconceivable in order for earth to have brought about human life. The only, I, you know, I, I resolve that within my own mind of, you know, a creation, you know, uh, the God of creation, God that created us. 
and in in that explanation, when you when you worship the planet, and I'm not saying this particular astronaut, but I know that there's a lot of secularists who put the planet over the idea of a creator of God of a of a uh, higher universal authority. Uh, I choose to view that as God who sent His Son Jesus Christ to Earth. But when you take that away, all you're left with is Earth. That's all you got. Is that's kind of like you know? I got to believe that's kind of what is uh, what motivates our guest in this hour. Is you know, uh, Mark Morano is just screaming at the hip, at, at what is unfolding. The control that these people now have over us is just incredible. And uh, Dan is giving us the signal here that we are up against our second hard break of, of the show. And the uh, whatever it is, the struggle for human freedom is underlying all this because the nature, the nature of, 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 how, of humanity and of human history is that government gains ground. As Jefferson said, that government gains and liberty yields. So it's a constant battle hang on to our liberty. That's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of United IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 102658. Arizona NLO license number 092643. Branch NMLS ID number 1817827. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.